We all want to be happier, but how do we get there? First, we start by realizing happiness is not a destination. Being happy consists of micro action steps every single day. I'm your host, Brittany King, and I'm here to guide you along the way. Welcome back to the Positively Real Podcast. I'm your host, Brittany King. So glad you're here. I'm so incredibly grateful for all of the love that has been poured into this show. Thank you so much for sharing my message and mission. And I'm so, so, so incredibly grateful for you for tuning in. I know how valuable time is. So thank you from the bottom of my heart. Every week I'm going to share... Um, a listener review to keep spreading that love and to thank my amazing listeners. So this one is from Bug Life. And Bug Life said, listen to this podcast if you want to feel any of the following. Number one, inspired. Number two, open to change. Number three, motivated to make a change. Number four, better about yourself. Number five, optimistic about your future. Number six, mindful of your inner dialogue. Number seven, happier. Ah, oh, happier in your own skin. Oh, I didn't even miss that. I was just gushing over the other things. Brittany King has a way with her words that will leave you feeling better after an episode than you did when you started. Oh, bug life. I'm just want to, I'm giving you a big virtual hug. Thank you so much for that beautiful review. So kind. Thank you. And thank you for tuning in. I hope that you continue to listen. So this week's guest is Presley Hirsch. I am, I feel like I've had a girl crush on Presley, like the moment that I connected with her. I was just one of those people that just has the grit and the determination to figure things out. She has been through so much. Her story is so inspiring. And I just was naturally drawn to her the moment that we connected Something that we didn't even talk about, which is so funny, is she also loves pineapples. So do I. So funny. Just freaking amazing, the alignment with Presley and I. But she's a coach. She's a podcast host. She's also a photographer. And she does so much more than that. She actually recently started a business that helps people create systems in their business that makes their life easier. Doesn't that sound dreamy? If you're not convinced yet, don't you worry, friend, because by the end of this episode, you will be convinced why systems help with your happiness. So without further ado, let's get into systems and happiness with Presley. (laughs) Welcome back to the Positively Real podcast. I am so excited. I'm always excited, but especially excited for our guest today, Presley, welcome to the show. Thank you for having me. I'm so excited to be here. I'm so happy you're here. I got to I got to I do you even know how I found you or like I discovered who you were? No. Okay, well I'm going to tell oh, you. Oh, this is good. <laughs> um, so a while back I like posted something on my Instagram asking for questions about like a self-love course and Carissa uh reached out. She was like, "I'll be happy to answer your questions." Anyway, long story short, we chatted for like 30 minutes and I asked her if there's anyone else like in the community that are interested in this topic and just health and wellness and well-being and she mentioned you. Aww. And she just was going on and on and on and I was like, 
I need, I need to meet her. So I, I think she can, I don't remember if she I connected think she did. us. Yeah. Now that totally sounds familiar. Yeah. Awesome. Isn't that awesome? She was just like, Presley is amazing. Aww. You need to talk to her. And I was like, done. I was like, I need, <laughs> I need more people like that in my life. That's so smart of you too, to, when you reach out to people, ask for recommendations of other people. Mm -hmm. I love that. Yeah. Like, Hey, thanks for doing this. Who else should I talk to? Yeah. That's it was a good just, question. it was just helpful to, cause I, I want to, I want to connect with like-minded people. And then ever since we connected, I was like, wow, we are so yeah. on the same page. And like I said, I'm like, you're like five steps ahead of me. So I look up to you and what you're doing you. in your life and your business and just how you've evolved so much. So that's why I wanted to have you on the show because it's been cool to watch you even in the short time that I've met you, like transition into this next phase in your life. So thank you. It's really awesome. Presley invited me to a mindfulness course uh, at ASU, just kind of on a whim. We had talked once and she's like, I think you'd be into this. And I was like, hell yes, I'm into this. So it's just, you know, when you meet certain people that you just get like, yeah. that's, that's Presley. So that's why I wanted to have you on the podcast today. Thank you. I'm so excited to be here. So I want to give you a little chance to introduce yourself, like a quick little bio about who you are and what you're about. Yeah, absolutely. So my name is Presley, as you said. I own the Hey Presley Collective, which includes a few things. So it's Hey Presley Nutrition. That was my first entrepreneurial adventure. I started a nutrition coaching company a little over three years ago. And then that kind of morphed into Hey Presley Creative, which I'm sure we'll get into that story. Mm -hmm. But that's where I do systems, automation, website design, all kinds of just really fun projects for small businesses. And then I also have the Hey Presley podcast. So a podcast just like yours, it's focused on pursuing a higher quality of life. So there's a whole different diverse uh, array of topics. And those are kind of my three my three big things. Your three big things. I think it's amazing that you don't put yourself in a box. Like you started with, you know, health and wellness and how that's evolved and it's like growing into this collective and it's not just one thing. Yeah. Like you have all these different areas. Is there one that you are, that one that like lights you up the most that brings so much meaning to your life? It's really cool. I love all of them. I mean, it is really, it's like picking a favorite child. Like <laughs> they're all, it's really fun to have different avenues to, you know, I love the creative stuff and helping small businesses. And as I've started, you know, I never even saw Hey Presley Creative as something on my radar until I built a nutrition coaching company and loved doing that mm -hmm. and realized that I could help other small businesses with their, you know, scale their impact and create systems to run their business better. Um, and then the podcast is, you know, started as a way to, get my message out there in a way that was, I guess, applicable to more people because I was having a lot of the same conversations with my nutrition clients. And I just thought, I love podcasts. And if I could figure out how to start one myself, then maybe other people could hear some of these things that I'm sharing with clients. So it's been really neat to have uh, different avenues so that I can kind of use my different passions. But um, I would say if I had to pick a favorite, I really love podcasting. Yeah, you love podcasting. Yeah. I mean, I'm still getting, you know, I'm still in the infancy stage, but yeah. I can, I totally relate to that. It's just recognizing the same conversation and being like, wow, I could, I could share this on a bigger scale. Totally. So I completely get that. And I'm, I'm beginning, I'm not beginning. I already am obsessed with it, yes. you know, just in the beginning stages of, uh, so tell me a little bit about your podcast journey. Like, was there something that kind of sparked that? Like, cause with me, I know where the seed was planted. What about yeah. you? Mine's kind of funny. So I, when I was running my nutrition coaching business, I had this idea. I saw these webinars and I was like, well, I want to launch a webinar. What can I launch a webinar on? And so I thought I'll do like holiday eating strategies, like how to navigate holiday parties, how to like get around the treats and still enjoy yourself. And 
totally made sense to me. Didn't ask for anybody else's opinion. I was like, clearly this is needed in the world. <laughs> so I spent so much time, I mean, hours and hours and hours putting together these beautiful slides, recording the audio, putting it all together, figuring out how you even host a webinar. It was this whole thing. And I put it out in the world, obviously didn't tease it, didn't know what I was doing, put it out. And like my mom and like two best friends watched it. And it was, <laughs> and it was up for like weeks and weeks around the holidays. Nobody watched it. I was like promoting it on Instagram, sending it to my email list, which was like 10 people at the time. <laughs> Nobody was watching it. And I was like, so sad. Cause I was like, I put all this time into this. It's got so much good stuff, but it was like a 20 minute webinar. And in retrospect, I'm like, who wants to sit down for 20 minutes on that kind of stuff? You know, mm -hmm. when it could have been a blog post, but what it did is it made me realize I need to ask my audience what they want. Mm -hmm. So I created a poll basically and was like, Hey, if I was going to scale the information that I have on living your healthiest, best life, do you want it in the form of blog posts? Do you want it in a newsletter? Do you want it in a podcast? Do you want it in webinars? And I basically just created a poll and I sent it out to my small email list and I put it on Instagram. And everybody voted for podcast. Hmm. And I was like, well, and it, you know, everybody was like 10 people, but I was like, okay, <laughs> 10 people will listen to my podcast. So I'm going to do that. And it was so much harder than I thought it would be. I'm sure you can relate to this. <laughs> yeah. It seems like you just plug in a microphone and start talking and there's a lot to it. Mm -hmm. um, but that really inspired me. Like as I got started and when I realized how many things there were to figure out, I love figuring things out. Mm -hmm. And so I was like, I took on the challenge and, and dove into it and I just absolutely love it. That's amazing. I mean, I definitely can relate to just getting like that planting a seed and then just having that relentless passion mm -hmm. of figuring it out. Because yeah. once you do, it's the best feeling. Totally. And it's so fulfilling. Yeah. So, um, I love that. And I love how you pivoted. Like yeah. how that, that webinar could have been a total like, oh, like no one, like I should, I'm not going to put my message out there, which right. by the way, that information is very valuable. Thank so you. I hope you still have <laughs> Maybe that. I'll bring it back. <laughs> you probably should. I'm like, people need to hear that, totally. but now just on your podcast, but how you took that and pivoted. Yeah. So how, how did that play a role in like what you've created for your business? Cause you were doing, you know, health and wellness, but it's evolved into this system. So yeah. did this, was that kind of a spark in that, or was that already kind of transitioning for you? And tell me a little bit more about that. Yeah. So, uh, the nutrition business, I thought I was going to do forever and it was just kind of the long-term plan. I went to school for nutrition and I really loved it and I, and I still love it, but I got to a point after doing it for, I think about a year and a half where I just felt I don't like, I don't love the term burnout, but I just wasn't as motivated. I wasn't getting the same spark from it. I, I was dreading it a little bit more than mm -hmm. I used to. Mm -hmm. And I thought there has to be some reason that this is, you know, and I would take a vacation and come back or I would spend time with friends and come back. And I was still kind of have this pit in my stomach and I seeked help from friends. I went to counseling. I did a bunch of things to kind of get clear on what was going on. Mm -hmm. And I think that it was just out of alignment. I was forcing this like I need to be this awesome health coach when really I love helping people on their health journey, but I also really love coaching coaches. And so I hired a couple nutrition coaches to take on some of my clients, which helped me free up some space, but it also allowed me to pour into them, which mm -hmm. was super fulfilling. Mm -hmm. And in doing that and being in a mastermind group and some of the networking groups I've been in and starting the nutrition business and getting really clear on what I enjoyed about it, I found that I also really enjoyed setting up the systems, setting up the website, creating client onboarding processes and all these things that probably sound like, you know, gibberish <laughs> to somebody that doesn't know what it is, but it's basically like all the back end stuff that makes the business run. Mm -hmm. And a lot of stuff that a lot of business owners don't love to do. Mm -hmm. There's so many people that are great at what they do, but don't know how to run a business. Mm -hmm. And I love helping those people. Mm -hmm. And so my mastermind group, my counselor, my friends would all kind of be like, 
hey, when you start to talk about like setting some of this other stuff up, like you really light up, like we can tell you really enjoy this. And so I really just started to follow that and did it kind of on the side and then set up a website for it and really built it super kind of organically. Um, and then Hey Presley Creative launched in April of this year. Wow. That's yeah. amazing. So what about someone that, you know, that fear of letting something go that you've gone yeah. to school for and it's like, you know, you've been wearing that label of I'm this, like totally, that's a, a big identity thing. Yeah. So how, how are you able to shift that identity or how are you able to let that go? Because I'm sure you, know, you built a business around it and then all of a sudden it wasn't bringing you joy anymore and it was really bringing you down more than elevating you. Yeah. Um, and how were you able to maneuver through that? Well, part of it definitely has been being involved with it just in a different way. So mm -hmm. bringing on the coaches so that I still have the business, mm -hmm. but you know, I didn't have to let it go fully, but I'm involved in a different way has been a great way to do that. And I know that's not um, possible for every kind of business, but if you do have something that you're not totally ready to let it go, finding a way to pivot how you're involved mm -hmm. or make, you know, for some people, maybe bringing some kind of charity aspect to it. Or maybe, you know, if you have an online business, figuring out how to do some in-person events, mm -hmm. I think finding a different way to connect with your audience mm -hmm. or connect with people involved with the business mm -hmm. can be a great way to, to bring some of that spark back. Um, but as far as the identity shift, that was definitely really hard. Um, but I'm fortunate in a sense that I've gone through many identity shifts in my life. And, you know, to give you the really short version, I thought I was going to play college volleyball and be like this really volleyball was going to be my career. And then I got really chronically ill when I was in high school and couldn't play volleyball anymore and had to figure out a different path. And then I wanted to go to the military. That was like my next career thing and like went and took the ASVAB and was, was all ready for that. And then wasn't able to do that because of my, my chronic illness. And so I've gone through a few things similar to that, you know, and then I was a competitive bodybuilder and then got out of that and moved to CrossFit and Olympic weightlifting. And so I've had a lot of transitions that I think have kind of sharpened this skill of, mm -hmm. of learning that it's okay. But I really just try to remind myself that as long as I'm authentic to what I'm doing and that I'm, I'm credible, mm -hmm. you know, I think there's definitely people that try and sell hair care products and then it's not going well. And so then they try to get a job here and then, you know, they don't love it. And then they try and do something else. Mm -hmm. And I think it's so important to try different things, but as long as you're honest about the journey you're going through and being authentic, you know, I don't sell the idea that I can design your website unless I'm experienced and good at designing websites mm -hmm. and I'm qualified to help you design websites. Mm -hmm. And there was a long time that I was doing it for free on the side with my friends to figure out, is this something I enjoy? Is this something I should really start a business around? Mm -hmm. Is this something that I'm qualified to do? And so I think being okay with knowing that nobody cares about what you're doing, you know, I think getting past this <laughs> sense of like, people are going to think I was a nutrition coach and now I'm helping businesses. And then I have a podcast and nobody cares. Mm -hmm. Like they're not thinking about you. We're all mm -hmm. thinking about ourselves. So I think getting past that and recognizing that like transitions are normal, like how awful would it be to spend your life doing the same thing because you're afraid of what other people think or afraid that people are going to think that you are, are growing and changing when like, that's why we're here to grow and change, you know? Amen. <laughs> oh, that speaks to my soul. Now I can relate to that on so many levels because sometimes I didn't think I I personally was so afraid of what other people thought. And I had this need to be liked by every single person in the world. And I was like, if someone said anything bad, it would like just destroy totally. me. I've obviously gone past that. <laughs> um, it's a practice. But what would you tell someone that is 
struggling with that. If like the fear of making a change or experiencing a transition because they're so afraid what other people are going to think about them. Yeah. I think that there's something to be said for if you're, and it's like you said, a practice, it's, it's an ongoing thing. I don't think any of us have mastered this, but it's getting really clear on what is important to you. And if other people's opinions are important to you, then there's probably an area of opportunity to chat with a counselor or a coach or get really clear on why that is because there's probably some deeper seated reason. Um, and, and just being really self-aware, I think is super important. Mm -hmm. So a lot of journaling, a lot of like understanding who you are. And again, it's an ongoing practice, but journaling affirmations to myself that are unrelated to what I do professionally mm -hmm. has been so valuable mm -hmm. for me. So not wrapping up my whole identity and what I do mm -hmm. and more about the person that I am, the friend that I am, the sister and daughter and how I treat other people, because then it doesn't really matter what other people think of me if those things are true. And again, it sounds so like, just do this, but, <laughs> but it's an but ongoing practice. Yes, it does. And it's totally. always the easy free things that people are like, that can't yeah, work. Like that's kind of woo woo. It's out there, right. but like the woo works. It does. It does. <laughs> I'm all about that. Um, absolutely. And I, that's something, I mean, I've incorporated that into, and I think that it's important to recognize like not getting wrapped up in the identity of you know, what you're doing yeah. and focusing on who you want to be and right. how you want to show up. So I love that you brought that up. And let's talk about journaling a little bit. Like, yeah. you know, most of my listeners, they may not be running their own business yet. Maybe some of them want to, but how to create that back end in their life, mm -hmm. like a system that incorporates habits like journaling and using daily affirmations. How, how would one get started with that? Yeah. You know, I love the idea that I would wake up and do that first thing, but it's just not realistic for me mm. at this point or hasn't mm -hmm. been. So I'm a big fan of creating systems mm -hmm. because I mean, of course I have a business built on it, but I think that a lot of us struggle with decision fatigue and don't realize it where we're trying. So, you know, decision fatigue, if you haven't heard that concept, right, is the idea that you're making so many decisions throughout the day. A lot of them are conscious, a lot of them are subconscious. So subconscious would be like to get out of bed, to turn off your alarm, to brush your teeth. But then conscious would be like, what am I going to have for breakfast? What route am I going to take to work? Like, am I going to stop for coffee or not? Right? So that's by 9am, you've already made hundreds of decisions. You do that all day long. It's no wonder you get home at the end of the night and you're like, I am not journaling. I'm not reading. I'm going <laughs> to veg out in front of the TV, oh, yes. order pizza. Like if you ever been one of those people that are, have said like, I can't think about it. Right. You're like past the point of decision fatigue. So reducing that by implementing systems frees up space to be more creative, to get more things done. And to, I mean, I would argue just be a lot happier because you're not constantly running these tabs in the back of your brain. Um, so to bring it back to the journaling, what I did is I created a little checklist and it goes right on my fridge and I put it in my calendar. And whenever I'm waking up that morning, I, I look at my schedule for the week plan out when I'm going to work out, when I'm going to do certain things. So my little morning routine goes in there and I usually block about half an hour for it. It doesn't take me half an hour, but I would rather have more time. Mm -hmm. um, and it's, you know, I, I don't do it every day, but one of the things I love to do is send a friend a note. So mm -hmm. I'll send a voice note or a note of somebody that I'm thinking about, like yeah. somebody like I want to wish them luck on something, whatever it is. Um, I put my affirmations, my journaling, drink water. I try and move my body a little bit. Um, so whether that's stretching or, or whatever it is in the morning, foam rolling, um, but putting it all on a checklist so that it gets done. Mm -hmm. And then I feel so much better than trying to like remember in the back of my mind, because if you leave it to your memory, you're just not going to get it done. Oh my God. Absolutely. I love that you mentioned that about sending a note. Yeah. I just did that the other day. Yeah. I was like, 
I kind of like, and I wonder if it's because the podcast, I don't know, but I totally. sent like four vo- voice notes yes. and it was just so nice because I was able to like say what I wanted to say and without having to like type it right. or, you know, um, or forgetting like, oh, I want to do that. But then I forgot, you know, so just yeah. like having that system in place. I love that you said that. <laughs> I was like, yes. So this is awesome because I'm a big believer in creating systems in your life that create habits. You know, one of my favorite books, I know we bonded over uh, Atomic Habits. But James Clear said, you know, you don't fall to the level of your goals, you fall to the level of your systems. And if you have a poor system in place, you're not going to reach that goal in whatever capacity the goal looks like. And then it comes to the like, not even caring about the end goal, it's falling in love with the process and the process is the strategy. And so what does the strategy, the process have to do with being happy now instead of, well, once this happens, then I will be happy. Like, how do you be happy now by creating systems. Totally. Well, I think a lot of it does go back to creating space. So if you think about when you have a lot on your mind or you have a lot of things to do, that's not a place where you usually feel gratitude, joy, fulfillment, um, present, all of the things that we know are really related to feeling happy, right? Mm -hmm. And so if you're constantly, even subconsciously in the back of your mind, running your to-do list, thinking about the things that you haven't gotten to, you know, you didn't journal for the 52nd week in a row and you're like, oh, I'm so bad at this tomorrow, right? And you're doing that all day long, every day. I think that really significantly impacts your happiness and, and your ability to feel present and joy and gratitude. So I know that there's a lot of uh, pushback when it comes to systems, like, oh, that feels restrictive or that feels like, oh, what does that even mean? Mm-hmm. But if you think about it, like how can you automate certain things in your life so that you have more mental clarity, more mental space, the ability to feel more present and gratitude and joy and fulfillment? Um, I think that's a really good way to, to come at it. And I totally forgot the question that you asked now, but <laughs> I wanted to make <laughs> oh, sure I touched so on that. so good. All of that. <laughs> yes. Absolutely. Yeah. I mean, if you really think about it, it's like, is it is about creating space and when we get so like when we hear system we feel restricted but that actually allows us to do so much more and be creative and expansive instead of like what am I going to do next like I have to do this 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 so what would be the first step in creating a happiness system yeah I think the biggest thing is figuring out what things in your life and you know really boil it down to on a day-to-day basis that you do that just makes you feel gross or you're like, oh, or you dread doing it or you dread doing it so much that you're not doing it, but no, you should be. So for a lot of people that's going to the gym mm-hmm. or going to the grocery store or some of those kind of more basic things that we really should be doing mm-hmm. that a lot of times we don't want to. Mm-hmm. Um, and so get clear on what it is and then just start being open to looking for a way to make that easier for yourself. Mm-hmm. So for a lot of people, it's going to the grocery store. They don't like doing it. They can only do it on Sunday. Everybody's at the grocery store on Sunday. <laughs> <laughs> it's just not a fun mm-hmm. process. Mm-hmm. So for literally, and I don't work for Instacart, but it's like $2.99 <laughs> or something crazy. $100 for the year. Yeah. Subscription. <laughs> yeah. Not an ad. This is not a paid ad. We're both obsessed with yes. Instacart. <laughs> you literally can have your groceries delivered. Yeah. And it saves your list. So week to week you can just reorder it's super fast super easy and it tells you how many hours you've saved it's literally the best thing ever (laughs) it is and it's not an ad but that's just an example right or maybe for a lot of people it's the gym and so going in scheduling in your workouts and by doing that you can look at what class do I want to attend you know when is Brittany teaching what Mm -hmm. what classes can I go to that she's teaching at putting them in your calendar and now you're not going throughout the day thinking I really should go to the gym but I don't want it to Mm -hmm. and I don't want to think about what I'm gonna do for my workout nobody's gonna go with me Mm -hmm. and you like talk yourself out of it Mm -hmm. before you've even started 
But in order to do that, you, you know, it might not be either of those things for you. So in order to do that, you have to think about what is the thing that I hate doing and then start from there. Mm, I love that. It's so true. I notice if I am even like wishy-washy on the workout I'm doing, <laughs> I don't end up doing totally. it. Like today I was going to go to 5 a.m. <laughs> and then I was like last night I was like, <laughs> and then I woke up and I'm not working out. Today. Right. <laughs> right. But it's so true. Like if there's that system in place, it's like, okay, I know this comes up for me. Yeah. This is how I'm going to incorporate it. It's what it sounds like. And I'm all about this is being proactive. It's Absolutely. like the pre-planning for your life. So then it allows more opportunity to think bigger than like what's happening right now. Absolutely. The next moment. So that's awesome. So that would be the first step. What would be the next step? I would say, so once you've identified once you've identified what that thing is that you don't like doing, the next step would be getting open about finding other ways to do it. So Googling, you know, what if I hate going to the grocery store or what are some ways that going to the grocery store can suck less? Or like, there's mm -hmm. so many bloggers out there. You have a network of friends, like putting it out on Facebook, like just starting to get more open about and curious about mm -hmm. what ways could I, could I simplify this in my life? Um, I think would be the first step or the second step for sure. But mm -hmm. in order to do that, you have to know what it is. Mm -hmm. um, another great strategy would be a time audit. Mm -hmm. And so what that is, is when you go through your day and literally write down like every hour, every two hours, what are you spending your time on? And it's one of those things where like, when you ask people how they eat, they're like pretty well. And you're like, what does that mean to you really? <laughs> and so if you ask people like, are you wasting time? No, you know, but like we all are right. in some like, for respect. Like two hours on Instagram. Totally. No, 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 it's fine. It's I was doing research. Yeah. <laughs> and so a time audit, you know, I would suggest somebody do it for like two or three days because we all have like different days. So mm -hmm. do it for a couple days in a row, set an alarm on your phone to go off every hour and remind you to write down what you've been doing for the last hour. But then you have all this data because let's say you're only spending an hour at the store each week. Maybe you don't need a better system for that. Like mm -hmm. maybe you don't enjoy it, but if it only takes an hour of your time, mm -hmm. maybe there's a bigger opportunity to figure mm -hmm. out what you should be spending, mm -hmm. you know, what you should be systemizing. So time on, it's a great way to get really clear on where am I spending my time and where do I want to be spending it? Mm -hmm. And I think, you know, this isn't like a, um, it's not like we just want to create systems so that we have more time to get more things done. Mm -hmm. Like that's definitely an advantage, mm -hmm. but maybe you want to be able to go to the park with your kids and like have better energy for it mm -hmm. and like be excited for it and not feel like I really should be doing the dishes or cleaning mm -hmm. the house. You know, it doesn't have to be like you're creating time to work more. Mm -hmm. It can also be you're creating time to be present mm -hmm. or to do more of what you want to do. Mm -hmm. You know what I mean? Or to do less. Or to do less. <laughs> right. Maybe it is like you want to be able to sit on the couch and, and watch just, Netflix yeah. and like not feel bad about it. Right. And if you do a time audit, you could find time to do that. Totally. And I love that. And some of my clients are listening, laughing because I've had them do. <laughs> yes. I've had them track their time before. Yeah. And it is, it is just awareness. And that's what I am hearing you say is like, it, it is all starts with awareness Absolutely. and noticing where things need to shift in order to make more space in your life. Can you think of a time where like that self-awareness was just like that aha moment where things started to shift for you? Like where it's like you had so much awareness that you knew something had to, had to change. Hmm. That's a good question. I think, I mean, the one that comes to mind is when I was really experiencing, I mean, I went through the first time, first and only time I've ever dealt with depression was kind of going through this transition of knowing that I wasn't super fulfilled in my nutrition coaching mm -hmm. business, but not knowing what I wanted to do next. Mm -hmm. And I've always been a really positive, optimistic person. And so when I started experiencing feelings of wanting to stay in bed and not wanting to be near mm -hmm. people and feeling really fatigued and lethargic, it 
at first it was very shameful and Mm -hmm. very like, I don't want to tell people I'm feeling this Mm -hmm. way. And not very much time went by before I was like, this is getting me nowhere. Mm -hmm. And I thought, you know, what if I got curious and asked some of my friends, like, have you ever felt this way? Or what if I reached out to people that I know that have dealt with some of these kinds of things and thought and asked what kind of things helped you? Mm -hmm. And I did. And I started going to a new counselor and it was so, so helpful, but it really started with getting past that, that point of feeling shame or like I shouldn't ask for help Mm. and realizing that we all struggle with the same things in different ways and just being open to getting feedback and help. Absolutely. And the connection that it it brings, like I can relate of like being that positive person and it's like feeling those things for the first time of like feeling the shame of like, Oh, like what do I do about it? I'm not going to, I don't want to talk about it. But then the other side is that it really brings people so much closer than if you put that space between you. Absolutely. Like being like, I got this, I figured out. Right. And then that led into you creating this new business around totally. systems. So you were able to pivot and it came into something really even more positive yeah. than what you were doing. Absolutely. That's awesome. And it's just interesting. Are there any have there been any other time in your life where something similar to that has happened where it was this path, I know you kind of mentioned this and all of a sudden something happened and it made you pivot to something else and then pivot another way. Yeah. Gosh, I feel like my life can be summed up in pivots. (laughs) (laughs) Pivots are awesome. Yeah. (laughs) Oh man. Well, I mean, I did mention briefly, like, you know, I thought I was going to play volleyball and then I got really sick and then I thought I was going to go to the military and didn't apply for college, didn't take the SATs, anything like that. And all of a sudden found out that couldn't go to the military and Mm -hmm. I probably should go to college and had to figure all that out Mm -hmm. last minute. So there's definitely been a lot of, oops, apparently this isn't going to work and Mm -hmm. I need to try something else. Um, And so I've had a lot of experiences like that. You know, like I said, bodybuilding was another one. Um, I really thought for a long time, the, you know, the basis of hate for nutrition came out of my own experience, learning about having a healthy relationship with food and my body Mm -hmm. and movement and all, you know, in my adolescent, I really struggled with body image and having a healthy relationship with those things. And when I, you know, in, in the thick of it, I was doing bodybuilding shows and like really try just grasping at different ways to try and figure out how to get, how to finally feel good about myself. And it wasn't until I started implementing systems through, you know, going to counseling on a regular basis, being open to tracking my food or doing, using different tools consistently, and really just, again, being open and self-aware enough to do different things. Mm-hmm. Um, and so pivots have really defined a lot of, <laughs> of my mm-hmm. life so far. And I think, again, the important thing is just to remember that nobody's paying attention to you. Like nobody cares mm-hmm. if you pivot. And again, it's such a disservice to yourself if you're feeling a call on your heart to try something different, mm-hmm. to ignore that because you're afraid of pivoting. Mm-hmm. And you can always pivot in small ways. You know, when I first was getting out of bodybuilding and into CrossFit, I went to like two classes and didn't tell anybody because I was like, if I hate it, I don't want anybody to know. And I fell in love with it and got my coaching certification like a month (laughs) later. Um, But, you know, you can totally dip your toes into things without fully pivoting Mm. to see if it's for you. Mm -hmm. Um, You know, one of my favorite things has been I've always loved singing. This is I know this seems like a sidebar, but it's related. (laughs) I've always loved singing and I've always watched like American Idol and The Voice and been like, I wish I could do that. Like they're so lucky that they can sing. And then at some point I got self-aware enough to be like, why not me? Like there's so many good singers out there that would love to teach me how to be a better singer. Right. And so I went on a website, found a teacher who lived like a mile away from me. She's the coolest person ever. Her name's Elizabeth. And I love going to singing lessons. And it fills up my heart. It Mm. makes me feel creative. It gets me away from the computer. But again, it's just getting curious about like, 
what if, mm-hmm. why not me? What's pulling on my heart that like I could try. And if I went to singing lessons and hated it, I'd be like, okay, that's not it. Mm-hmm. Let's pick up an instrument. Let's mm-hmm. try something else. Right. But I loved it. And you just don't know that you're going to love those things until you get curious enough to just try it once. You totally. know? Oh my God. I completely relate. It's funny. You, so you just ran a half marathon. Yes, it's kind it of the same thing. I've, I've had the same experience mm-hmm. of always telling myself I hate running. Right. And then I remember being like, why? Like, right. And I did same thing. Like I love the word curious. That's like been the word of yes. the year because it is, it helps with exploration and, uh, and then get curious. I'm like, actually, I really like this. I'm going to put more energy and focus towards it. And it really does shift you into a place of learning and growing and evolving instead of if you're feeling stuck, yeah. it helps you get unstuck by just trying new things and learning new things and knowing that it's okay to start and be sucky at something and totally. grow from there. I think it's better just to start sucky than start really good at something and totally. then where's there to go, you <laughs> right. know? So I love that you brought that up. And what are you most curious about right now? Because oh, you have so question. much curiosities. <laughs> I love this. Oh, good question. Well, before I forget, just to piggyback on what you said, something that I heard and, and I would credit them, but I don't remember who, I want to say it was Rachel Hollis said this, um, is people that are further than you will never judge where you're at. And I just think that I try to remind myself of that all the time. Like when we showed up for this podcast and we're talking about your podcast setup, I was like, girl, I was here like not that long ago. Like don't apologize. But it's very high tech, by the way, if you're listening, this is like a whole thing. It's very, 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 very high tech. But exactly right. Like I'm like, dude, I've been here. Like this is awesome. Yeah. And somebody that hasn't ever podcasted could totally look at it and be like, what are you doing? Totally. Right? But they've never done it. So true. And so the people that you're trying to be like, the people that you're following their footsteps, the people that you're, you know, looking up to of things that you want to do would never judge you for starting. Mm-hmm. So just keep like, if anything, like, I hope that you can keep that in mind because mm-hmm. that has helped me through so many things is knowing that you have to start and people that have done it will not care right. where you're starting. You just have to start. Yeah. Something that I read, uh, I think it was Marie Forleo that was like, someday is not a day of the week. Mm. And that's always stuck with me. It's like, well, I'll do this, you know, someday yes. like that, but it, it's like, just start, yes. just start now. And honestly, it sounds like you just start with a system, like having something in place that you can work towards. So it doesn't have to be like scattered all over the place. I mean, even scheduling time in for yourself to have an hour of the week where you just like sit or walk or journal, or, I mean, it, I think that we're all so busy and we're all go, 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 that sometimes you can't even get clear Mm -hmm. on what is it that you want to try? What hobby do you want to pick up? Like, what are you Mm -hmm. unhappy with? because you're not creating time for that. So even if you dedicated 15 minutes a week, you know, start where you are with what you have and it might spark something. Totally. Totally. Um, so to answer your question about getting curious, what are you curious um, about? I think right now, um, I'm always so curious about so many things and it's a good thing. Starting a business isn't super easy or I would do it all the time because (laughs) I have so many ideas. Um, I think right now, the biggest thing, honestly, is podcasting. I just got to go to a podcasting conference. It's the first one I've ever been to um, uh, just a few weeks ago in Atlanta. It's the She Podcast Conference. It was great. I highly recommend it. And I learned so much about how to systemize your podcast better, how to create a better experience Mm -hmm. for your guests, how to you know, monetize it so that you can scale your impact. And it was just a lot of things, you know, it was podcasting really started as a 
passion project mm-hmm. of mine. So learning how to grow it in a way that it can reach more people um, was really cool. So I'm really, I haven't created the space yet since I've been back from that conference right. to really dive into my notes, <laughs> but that's what I'm probably most curious about right I now. I love that. Yeah. yeah. And it's just like to, like the possibility that it creates. Totally. The people that you can impact through your podcast. Yeah. So, I love that. Um, okay. So two more questions. First, I always, so you know, the, the name of this podcast, Positively Real, kind of came from an experiment of asking uh, people in my life what my superpower was. It's always mm. helpful to kind of see other people's perspective. And every single person came back with positivity. And I didn't realize that that was like That's my superpower, cool. but I've like owned it. And yeah. I'm like really taking that on because I would kind of resist it before. So now I want to ask every guest that I have, like if I was to survey your friends and family, mm. like what they would say your superpower is. I think they would say it's figuring things out. Mm. Yeah. And I also have really owned it. And people have told me that a lot. And it's one of the affirmations that I write down every day is I figure everything out Mm. because when your tire blows on the freeway and when you are, you know, running late for something Mm. that you aren't going to get to in time. And when you are tasked with something you've never done before, being able to ground yourself in, I figure everything out. Mm -hmm. It's just, it's confident. It makes you know that you're going to get through it. Mm -hmm. And I really love a good challenge. So I figure everything out. I figure everything out. (laughs) Have you read Marie's book yet? I have. Yeah, I know. Her and I will be best friends. Yeah, totally. I feel like the three of us need to go get (laughs) coffee. Yes. Or we can go to do a dance class. Yes, we will manifest it. (laughs) Cause that's on my, that's on my vision of awesome. Yes. I would a hundred percent agree with that. I love that about you so much is you're like, you have an idea, you're just going to find out the ways to make it happen. Like you just approach everything like an experiment. Yeah. And if it works, it works. If it doesn't, you don't have attachment to the outcome sure. and it's, it's really inspiring. So thank you. Yeah. Thanks for, thanks for having that superpower. Yeah. Because it impacts <laughs> a lot of people in your life more than you probably realize. Thank you. Uh, so I always like to leave my listeners with an action step. We have so much good stuff that we talked about. So I, I want to leave them with an action step that they can take today towards creating systems in their life that will create happiness now? Yeah. What would that be? I would say taking five minutes to journal the end of today. So if it's one thing you're going to do today, take five minutes, you can write down your phone. Of course, I'm a fan of handwriting, Mm -hmm. but in your phone, whatever's easy, put it in your calendar so that you do it. Otherwise you won't. (laughs) (laughs) And just write like, what could have been better about today? Like, was it the interactions that you had at work? Was it your commute? Is it the way you feel when you walk into your home after the day? Whatever it is, just write what could have been better because I think it'll start to get you curious about how could you make that happen. Mm -hmm. And I know that you'll speak to this on the podcast if you haven't already, but just this idea that when you visualize things, your brain doesn't know the difference Mm -hmm. between what's real and what you're visualizing. And so just getting open to the idea that things could be better. I think that we so often get stuck in this, this is the way it is mentality. Totally. And so just being open to what could have been better about Mm -hmm. today, because then it starts to open the door for looking for ways to make that happen so that you can really manifest the life that you want to have. Well, that's a fantastic action step. Yes. So great. Thank you for sharing that. And if you do follow through this, make sure you take a screenshot and you tag us because 
We want to know if you're following through. Yes. So where can people find you? Yeah, my Instagram is at Hey Presley. So H-E-Y-P-R-E-S-L-I-E, almost like Elvis, but not quite. <laughs> and then everything's at HeyPresley.com and it's the Hey Presley podcast. Awesome. All that good stuff. That will all be in the show notes. So you're not expected to remember <laughs> it. Uh, but thank you so much for your time. This was so fun. Thank you for having oh me. Gosh. I am so excited for you. Thank you. Thanks for thanks for paving the way and showing me that things are possible. Of course, of course. <laughs> All right. Thank you so much and we'll catch you next time. Are you having fun yet? I sure am. Wow. So much good stuff. That was a note taker. Did you take notes? Well, if you didn't, no big deal. You can just go back and listen again and again and again. And you should definitely listen to Presley's podcast. She has an amazing voice, which makes sense because she's taken singing lessons. What doesn't she do? She's the Jill of all trades. So awesome on so many levels. So action step. What are you going to do about it? It's five minutes of your time. Could you spare five minutes just to write down what could have been better about your day? I love doing that at the end of my day. I use the five-minute journal, and that's one of the questions, and it really does help me get in that mindset for the following day of what could be better. Your mind really doesn't know the difference between reality and a desire, so why not create a reality that you love? So if you follow through with this, make sure to tag us uh, on Instagram because I'd love to know how you're going to make your day better and love to cheer you on and support you. Cool? Cool. So if you enjoyed this episode, share with a friend or even better, leave me a little review. I'd love to know your feedback. Seriously, I read every single review, every single comment. I love, I thrive off of feedback. So let me know what you want and I got you. I get you covered. Cool? Cool. All right. Now that we're on the same page, that's all that I got for you. So until next time, love yourself own your happiness and let your light shine because you my friend you are so worthy of it hope your day is positively real and i'll catch you next time